0: You're listening to Comedy Central.
1: What's going on, everybody? Trevor Noah here, host of The Daily Show, coming to you from quarantine. How you all doing? I'm going to be chatting to uh, Mr. Moseri, Adam Moseri, the head of Instagram. Moseri, how you doing? Good. How you doing? I mean, I I could be better. I think everyone could be better. How are you? Uh,
0: Hanging in there. I think is how I would put it.
1: Yeah. Is is this is this what Instagram was made for? Were you guys planning this from the beginning? Is that one day we were all going to be trapped indoors? We all have to look at pictures of each other, while we're and stay sane. Uh, not not exactly. I, I do think we were. I think
0: Instagram was made to bring people together for sure, but we certainly did not think about this insane situation that we find ourselves
1: in today. Let me Let me ask you a few questions like just in and around what's happening now. This is one of the strangest times we've ever been in. You know I'm, I'm reading s- some of the questions people have in the comments here, and one of the big things Instagram has the power to do is connect people with each other, but it also has the ability to connect people with information. You know We see nurses on Instagram, we see doctors on Instagram telling us what they need some of the first videos about coronavirus came out on Instagram. You know, whether it was doctors in China, whether it was doctors in Italy, they were showing us what was going on on the ground. What is Instagram doing to try and piece all of this information together so we can separate fact from fiction?
0: At a high level, just generally related to COVID-19 and the crisis around the pandemic, we're trying to keep people safe and bring people together. And most of keeping people safe is around getting access to good information. So... We actually put a banner at the top of Instagram for everyone worldwide, pointed them to uh, different local health organizations like here in the U.S., the CDC, to get good, accurate information about the virus. Right. That's the kind of thing that we n- never actually do. Um, we're trying to raise awareness through the Stay Home sticker, which people are using just to encourage people to stay home because it's one of the best pieces of advice that I think you can give. And it's more meaningful coming from people you follow than coming from a company like ours. Right. Actually, it's been used more than 100 million times so far, which has been exciting to see. And then trying to make sure that bad information, any risky information that's misinformation, have I lost? Have I lost? Uh
1: oh, I see you. Oh, get my back. So yeah, I lost you for a second. You were you were talking about
0: misinformation. Also, trying to make sure we remove any misinformation related to COVID-19 that's dangerous. You know, you see these terrible pranks like drink bleach and it'll cure you kind of stuff so getting
1: that stuff off uh, the platform entirely right this is also a strange time because like on the one hand you have people who are at home people who are stressed out afraid etc and then it feels like this is one of those moments where social media can be the best thing or the worst thing some people are being crazy and angry online and then other people are creating memes you know like you said there's all these challenges the push-up challenge people are singing at home is Instagram working to amplify this content? Or are you trying to bring people together behind these common causes or is it just happening organically and you're just letting it go?
0: A lot of it's happening organically. We're trying to figure out how we can help amplify it um, and how we can do things really quickly. And normally if we have an idea, like we're seeing all these amazing lives happen right now. you mm-hmm. like You saw uh, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen do a wedding for their daughter Luna's like, stuffed animals over the weekend. Like these things are amazing. We're trying to figure out how we can amplify that. Normally, we would try and build something inside of Instagram so you can go and sort of see what's coming up, but there's no time. So we're using the ad Instagram account in that case, which has a lot of followers, hundreds of millions of followers, to push out information about what we see coming up. So in general, we're just trying to figure out how we can duct tape solutions together quickly to try and amplify the good that's happening on the platform as opposed to building things that might
1: take weeks, uh, given how pressing the need is right now, I think, to help out. Can you do, you, do you see a world where you would be doing that? Do you, are, are you guys working on something for the future? Because we don't know how long we're going to be indoors. Are you, yeah. are you planning something that, you know, that could be released in a few months? Is there like a new type of Instagram if we just, we're just stuck inside for a few months?
0: Uh, maybe, I mean, we're seeing people are messaging way more, they're video chatting way more, they're going live way more. Uh, you see this, it varies from country to country, but those are pretty consistent trends. Um, but we're also just trying to figure out what can we do in a matter of weeks, not just days, given the challenge is going to be, they're going to be great and they're going to take time. Even if we come out of shelter in place or lockdown, the like economic impacts are significant. So one of the things we're looking at right now are what can we do for creators on Instagram, but also small businesses like retailers and service providers, like your local, I don't know, your local haircutting place or your local restaurant, um, can we provide any relief there? Uh, can we do anything for creators who make a living on Instagram? Can we do anything around donations? So these things would take weeks and not days to do, but we are spending a bunch of time there. And then also trying to figure out on the mental health side, because there's, there's a physical health risk here. There's a huge economic risk, but this is really taxing for a lot of people uh, in a really significant way. And so is there anything we can do in that space as well, given that we're not mental health experts? Um, is another area. So we'll see. We'll see how the next couple of weeks evolve.
1: Is there, is there like a thing you can do online to just get rid of all negative information? Is that is there, is there like a filter we could tag on, on Instagram where we say, hey, we just, you know, we don't want to see or hear anything negative. Is is that is that a possibility?
0: That's not quite there. But we you can block certain, comment, certain words in your comments, which is pretty valuable for certain people. But no, that's not nearly as ambitious as what you're talking about. Yeah, We're like, thinking more along the lines of getting people emotional support again making sure that they can have a network to lean
1: on if they're in times of crisis what does that, what does that mean when you say that because you know one thing that i've always talked a lot about is i've heard stories of 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 depression you know i've talked about how how hard it can be to cope with anxiety or depression um you know how during times like this one of the hardest things is to not maintain contact with the people you normally do what is Instagram doing to help with that because on the one hand with instagram as, as you guys have always said, you know, you have to balance the world of making people go crazy because they're spending too much time on Instagram. But now people have to spend more time on these platforms to connect with people. So how are you helping people maintain their mental health?
0: Well, a, a few different things. I think the most important thing is just helping people connect with their loved ones that they really care about. If you're separated, I mean, my brother lives in L.A., my sister lives in Berlin. I'm really close to both of them. I use Instagram to stay in touch with them. But beyond that, we're trying to—we're seeing other things happen. We're seeing mental health experts, like therapists uh, and psychologists, use Instagram uh, to connect with their patients. You know, Lizzo has done a bunch of meditations with the flute and the whole crazy thing going live on Instagram. So we're seeing a lot of this happen organically, which is which is great. So we just want to know,
1: when possible, can we amplify that kind of thing? Right. Are you—are you doing anything? Because I mean, I, I feel like everyone—everyone everyone asks the head of companies what the companies are doing, are you are you okay at home? What are you doing? Are you doing any of the challenges? Are you doing a push-up challenge?
0: I, I should do the push-up challenge. Um, I haven't done that yet, actually. I think someone challenged me recently. I've got two little boys uh, and another on the way. So my, for me personally, it's been mostly about how do I take care of them? Um, how, how old are they? Four, Nico's four and Blaze is two. And then the other one is uh, gonna, what is it, April yet? It's almost April, so it's May, so it's gonna ah be born in the middle of all of this.
1: How do you explain to your four-year-old why you can't leave the house and live your normal life?
0: It's tough. Um, I've tried. I, I explained that there is a, he doesn't understand that we're diseased. So there's like a sickness that's spreading around uh, mm-hmm. and it happens, uh, you know, well, usually when people sneeze and that sort of thing. And so we want to stay clear just to be safe for a while. He really, uh, he's got a lot of energy though. So he's, he's going to explode pretty soon. Um, right. So. But I think there's a lot of parents out there, particularly if, if you're working right now and you have little kids and you don't have any childcare, you're moonlighting your job. You're trying to call in the meetings during the day and you're trying to be a parent and homeschool. It's just, just wild, right? Um, but also if you're single and you live in a tiny little apartment in New York where things are pretty rough right now and you're incredibly isolated,
1: that's also really brutal. So it's all, everyone's dealing with their own challenges. I've got I've got some questions from the community that are that are really interesting. And remember, guys, um, uh, this is Trevor Noah here, host of the Daily Show. I'm chatting to uh, Adam O'Seri here, who is the head of Instagram. So if you have any questions for any of us, just send them through, and I'll ask them. I've got a few that I've that I've pulled up here um, from the people. Um, does Instagram connect users to local opportunities if they want to volunteer or donate? Is Instagram Is there any part of the platform that helps you find these opportunities?
0: There are some, and we're trying to build more. So right now you can raise money for nonprofits through the donation sticker and stories. So we have a, um, as of last week, a section dedicated to COVID-19 related health organizations. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're actually matching up to $10 million for the United Nations uh, Foundation, the World Health Organization, and the CDC. Right. Um, But... Uh, what we're interested in is what more can we do? How can we help connect uh, the community that uses Instagram to the small businesses that are going to be suffering, you know, in such an intense way, or to the creators that they love on the platform, or to their local shops or restaurants? And so that's one of the things we're actively currently exploring. Because, look, at the end of the day, the, the government can help uh, at a scale that no private company can, and I think they're moving to try and do so, but you know, you can provisioning a bunch of capital is one thing, distributing it is another, and so we're hoping that we can help, if we can, uh, bridge a little bit, because it's going to be really tough on all the
1: local businesses that uh, all of us know and love. Here, here's a big question that's coming through from a lot of people in the community, yeah, and, it's, and it's around false information that would be on Instagram. It's really hard, because on the one hand, you have some people who are joking and clearly joking about ways to cure coronavirus, or they're talking about you know, this is a little bit like creating a meme or they're messing around. And then you have other people who are purposefully trying to misinform the public about what they can do about coronavirus. How is Instagram figuring out, first of all, which of the, the comments are detrimental? And what are you doing about this? So with figuring out what issues or what claims
0: are, what comments are de- detrimental, we're working with organizations like the World Health Organization to identify dangerous false claims. And then we use... Uh, people, but also technology to try and go and fan out and find all of the examples of those claims. But we rely heavily on experts. I think the piece of context that's worth flagging real quick is that generally we tend to be very um, worried about putting a chilling effect on speech. We try to be a place where people can express themselves and tell their stories. And so we've taken a lot of criticism over the years for being too lenient. When it comes to COVID-19 and misinformation that specifically creates health risks, we are being actually Uh, the opposite we're being quite conservative we're taking it off instagram entirely and so just we want to be clear that we care a lot about expression we care about speech in general um, but these are extenuating circumstances and under which we're going to act differently
1: because uh i think the world needs it all right i got a question here for both of us and that is um from ignite string theory uh hey trevor and adam how do you think our world will look after the coronavirus has passed
0: do you go first? I'm going to go first. Uh,
1: you, you can go first. I want to hear your answer.
0: Uh, I think you're going to see a number of broad shifts that have already um, started accelerate. Right? So you're seeing people move more and more shopping online. You're seeing people video chat and do all, um, this type of thing more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to, I think that you're going to see what like three years of these sort of shifts happen in three months. Right And some of it will snap back, but it won't snap back all of the way, but I also think it's gonna be a while like even after um all of these you know each local lockdown or shelter in place opens up, I don't think people are gonna immediately go out and party. I think it's gonna be people are gonna be careful about large gatherings for a period of time. you know one interesting question is like you know if it goes on for a really long time, do people still shake hands like I don't know there's all sorts of crazy ideas you can imagine, right, but I think that that's um like the psychological impact is going to be significant. You you know, you meet my, my great grandma lived through the great depression. I'm not comparing this recession to the great depression. That was much longer, but you know, she was 96 when she passed and she still like couldn't spend money. So you can imagine certain effects, but concerns about health or concerns about economics or money uh, might last
1: a long time, depending on how long this lasts. I don't know. Yeah. It, I, I feel like, when, when, whenever someone asks me, what do I think the world will be like after coronavirus, I think the question I first pose back to them is, how long do you think coronavirus will last? Mm. Because I think if we went back to our normal lives in a week, I don't think the world would change. We would all come out of it like it was like a forced mini-vacation, weird, weird <laughs> moments in life. and I think um, people would be more brazen than ever there would be certain hubris because everyone would be like, oh, we survived, it wasn't a thing. I think if it goes for a really long time and we start to see the effects economically and um, physically, you know, if you start seeing huge numbers of people dying, if you start seeing uh, a ton of people not being able to afford food, I think we're going to reach a a tipping point where society then decides what's more important, staying indoors or going out and getting food, working or not working, et cetera. And it's going to be hard... It's going to be interesting to see how governments manage that period. And then I think after that, whatever they've done in that period determines what we live like afterwards. I mean, I've already seen just from, from surveys and from polls that have been conducted, people's perspectives on certain issues are changing. For instance, now people care more about medicine and what access they have to health care. Now people... Are, are thinking differently about their health care premiums and, and, and universal health care. It's a completely different conversation right now. Even just job security, you know, there are countries around the world where people, people have protection. You know, the government says if you're unemployed, we'll find a way to keep you, you know, eating and living until you get another job. A lot of countries don't have that. And, and so I think to what you're saying, as much as business is going to change, I think politics is going to change depending on how long this coronavirus threat goes for. Because um, if it goes for long enough, people are just going to want to make sure that we are never in the same situation ever again. Um, because you see countries like the UK where they said they'll pay, you know, a percentage of people's salaries for the duration of, of, this, of this crisis. And they understand that it's going to, the economy is going to take a knock, but they're going to figure it out. So the question is, how long does it last determines how much it will change the world is what I think.
0: Makes sense, and I think you're going to see. I mean, I mean, unemployment is spiking in a huge way in any country that's been affected so far, and I think those affect like if that if people stay unemployed for a long period of time, that also will change a lot of how people think. We're seeing record levels here in the U.S. already, and you know we're only a couple of weeks into you know taking it seriously, so mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty. It's going to look.
1: We're going to remember this year, and we're going to talk about it for a long time. Right. I got two two interesting questions. First, quick one that just came up was why are you in a closet i'm in my garage oh so i am i'm i'm lucky and privileged enough to have
0: a garage so i can go when i'm working and hide from my children
1: (laughs) (laughs) we want to see the kids running in the background that's what you mean
0: you joke that happened last week i was doing a live we're doing an instagram live to the instagram team giving them an update because we're trying to take care of them too and uh you know monica had the garage my wife and so and um, the kids just like, they just ran in. And I was like, and they, and they got in a fight because there's
1: two boys and I had to like, try and play referee. It was, That's what you, mean. you don't want to see it. You don't That's want to see it. it. And then the, the other question um, was really interesting. If I just scroll back to it, it was, um, what are your opinions on the fact that this is actually good for the planet? That, you know, we as society are taking a break from polluting from, you know, whether it be our cars, our emissions from factories, et cetera. You know, what what are your opinions on that idea?
0: I don't know. I haven't thought about that enough to have a, a, a good opinion on it. I will say I think climate change is one of the most, if not the most important, long-term challenge we face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's an area that I care a lot about, but I have not thought about how specifically this pandemic will affect um, our work there. I think that could cut either way, honestly. We'll see. Actually, right. depending on how long it lasts, like, the economic. The longer it lasts, the longer the you know in the economies hurt. Maybe people
1: care about climate less, or maybe they care more about health and they care about climate more. You could see that one going either way. Right. Let me ask you a crazy question. Could could Instagram create like a feature where uh, people who are gathered together who shouldn't be together, like their accounts get blocked, like if they're not social distancing? Can you do that? <laughs>
0: I don't know if we can know who's supposed to be together and not be together, but yeah, theoretically, you could try
1: about something. Uh, right now, right? We're not supposed to be in the same place unless you live with people or those are the people you've been incubated with. Right, exactly. So, so my question is, can, can Instagram shut down people's accounts until they separate? Is that a thing you can do? Technically, we
0: could, pro- we could try. I don't think for a bunch of detail reasons that aren't that interesting, I don't think we'd be that good at it. So we do it to people who didn't
1: deserve it and not do it to people who did probably too often. People who live in the same apartment building, their phones might just get cut off.
0: Yeah, like if you're in the city and like you're all in, a, you're all in the same <laughs> building, like, you know, you're, you're doing good because you're on floor 10 and I'm on floor 20. But we're like, nope, you're now blocked. It might be right. kind of rough.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, th- there's, there's some fun questions that are coming through from, from, from people online. And they're saying, um, uh, oh, Yeah, I guess this is a question that I I can ask to Instagram, et cetera, is can you help people find toilet paper? Is there a way that Instagram can help with this?
0: If there was, I would would, (laughs) would take advantage of it myself. My wife is really anxious about the amount of toilet paper we have in our house. Um, No, we're seeing other things happen, not like toilet paper finding, but like one of the restaurants in my neighborhood is posting pictures of what they're having for takeout every day, and then you can call and you can go pick it up without going into the space. And so we're seeing all sorts of really interesting use cases um, bubble up, but toilet paper isn't one that I have found yet. And then, but if you, look, if, you
1: got, if you've got a connection, just comment here. Like, like this is one of those moments where you could, you could create something amazing here. You, you create a feature on Instagram where we can all tag toilet paper for each other. Just a tab dedicated to toilet paper. So just, we just need a toilet paper tab on Instagram. So you if- can imagine the icon. Toilet. Just, just a, little, just a nice little outline. It's gonna be perfect. <laughs> just a little thing. Someone did make a good. Someone had a good comment. They said we can just use water. That's true. If you have a bidet, I mean, this is not a problem in your in your world. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so that that makes a lot of sense. Um, Adam, I mean, everyone is out there. Well, in there, I should say, trapped indoors, living their lives. Um, as a human being, two questions. How has this affected you the most as a human being before business and also. What do you miss most about normal life?
0: As a human being, I mean, I'm, I don't know if this is, I don't know if I can distill it down to one thing. I mean, the thing that I'm most trying to figure out is how do I support my family Mm -hmm. uh, and support and and do my job well, given that my job has gotten much more intense, as you can imagine, and my family situation with a um, a wife who's like, you know, eight-ish months pregnant, maybe seven and a half is intense, so that's just weighing both of those things at the same time is a lot. Uh, but I don't think I know how it's affected me yet. I think I'll know once we get through it. Right now it's about, you know, adrenaline and working and being smart and spending time. Just, I just do two things, I'm here in the garage working and I'm in, there in the house with the family. Right. Um, so I don't know yet. Um, and then what do I miss most? I just miss seeing people I care about and love in person. It's just, you know, I don't know, I'm a hugger, and like, can't hug right now. Yeah. And so I miss, whether it's like really close family or friends, uh, I miss that a lot. What do you miss the most? What do I miss the
1: most? Mm -hmm. i I would be lying to you if I said I missed anything. I mean, I don't like like the tension in the world. I don't like how many people are being affected by this um, physically and emotionally. But for me personally, I'll never lie to you and say that my life has changed even in the slightest. I I stay home. I don't like hugging people. I don't like phones. I I don't like getting close to people physically. Like I've always been this person even when they were like showing people how to wash their hands, I was like, wait, how were people washing their hands? <laughs> but, but yeah, like there was like people were like you left out your thumbs. I was like, How do you wash your hands without doing your thumbs? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is for me personally. I won't lie and say that my life has changed all too dramatically. I, I, I stay at home the way I always did, man. I'm online. You know, I make my show from home. I, Which is uh, amazing, by the way. Video games. And now I have an excuse to not go out and see people. Because people always stress me out. They always be like, why don't you come outside? It's so sunny. It's such a beautiful day. You're wasting the day. Now I'm just, I'm like coronavirus, baby. I can't, I can't go anywhere because... You've got, got your go-to excuse. Yeah, it's, it's just become, it's become my life. So... I feel like there's a lot of introverts who who are enjoying just that aspect of coronavirus. So I wish we could have this without any of the negative economic effects or anybody's health being affected. In fact, after coronavirus, I'm going to stay indoors and I'll tell people I'm doing it in case of coronavirus forever going forward in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're just careful. Just really careful
1: now. There could be another one. You never know. All right. Well, Adam, I know that's all the time you got, man. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, Thanks for having me.